I want BYU to get into a conference so badly. This uh, Big 12 thing seems like maybe it's the most attractive situation that's come along yet that actually has a chance of happening. The bigger question there to me is, will the Big 12 even exist in five years? That's an interesting question, sure, but does it matter? I mean, BYU would be no worse off than they are now if it ceased to exist. Yeah. And P5, G5, whatever, you're worth what you're worth from a financial standpoint. It's not like ESPN reads the label and goes, oh, P5, well, pff, we're going to pay you double. I don't know the fine. I mean, you're worth what you're worth, so what does it matter? Is BYU in a better football situation playing with those group of schools or not? Football Fridays, Coach Mack, Alema Harrington. I promised a story from you, Mack. you got about 5,000 of them. Right. Give our listeners a well, good story, and Alema's going to fact check. Okay. Probably the one that would be more prevalent would be the first time we beat BYU mm. down there. That really changed the whole complexion with the BYU-Utah thing. So I go to my church on Sunday, you know, the Mormon church in my neighborhood. <laughs> I go strutting in there. Hey, <laughs> None of the BYU people showed up to church uh, that Sunday. By the way, fact checkers, 87.3% accurate on that story. The other stuff was just to make it entertaining, which is acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Joining us now, former Coug, our good friend Jordan Pendleton. BYU turning over the roster a little bit. Lay out some realistic expectations for this year's squad. I think as far as athleticism goes and potential, I think the athletes are there, but it's kind of unknown right now. Do I think BYU is going to only lose one game this year? Probably not. I think their schedule is going to be pretty tough, but I am excited to see how they respond off of last year with a better schedule ahead and see what they can do this year. So it's going to be fun to see, but it's definitely a toss-up right now. I think everybody's just excited to see them go get this first game under their belt and see what type of team that they're going to be. You're going to hear him on the call for Utah and Weber State. He's Roxy Bernstein. As you've done your pregame prep and gotten into the Utes, what's jumped out at you? It's the Utah team that can definitely win the South. And I look at the Pac-12 South, I think they're really good. I think Arizona State, even though there's some issues going on with the Sun Devils off the field, USC certainly is very talented also. But I put Utah right with them. I like Charlie Brewer, quarterback. I think they have depth. I think they've got talent. The only thing that's left for Kyle Whittingham in Utah is for them to win the Pac-12 championship game. That is what is driving this team and why a lot of these seniors came back for one more go-around to try to get a chance to do that. Mason Wake with us. We need to ask about Arizona, what to expect from them as a team, and how cool is it to go down and play in an NFL stadium in Vegas? Playing in Raider Stadium is going to be awesome. I heard like fifty or 55,000 BYU fans bought tickets already. Going from not having fans to first game in, having 55,000 fans screaming for you, and a couple thousand Arizona fans. <laughs> it's going to be crazy, but as far as Arizona comes, they pretty much have an entirely different staff. Their defense is pretty new. They had a bunch of transfers, so basically what we've been doing is just watching Michigan film where the defense coordinator was at. Obviously, it's not the same personnel, but it's the same scheme and just studying that up and we'll see how it goes. Big show on a football Friday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mac, Alema Harrington. Uh, what's up, everyone? How are we? What's, Everybody what's, good? What's, what's going, going on? I, I, uh, I'm sorry I missed last week. I heard, well, I, I heard it went well, though. Gordon was saying it went flawlessly. but uh, Well, I was looking for you, but you were on a plane with your kids. Which went surprisingly well. Yeah, good so, for you. Yeah, 
I'm glad to hear that. They got to see the the was it North Carolina North that you Carolina. got to the beach? Yeah, right. That's awesome. Right. No, yeah. all it took was uh, you know uh, a bottle and a half of cold medicine, <laughs> and they made it on through. You know, and an iPad, yeah. and they were good. <laughs> have you been to North Carolina? I have not been to. Oh no, I have been to North Carolina. I haven't been to the beaches in North Carolina. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah. But uh, North Carolina is a, a beautiful place. Yeah. I love going different places, and, and we're fortunate in, in our lives and our businesses that we get to travel. Like, Coach, you've been all over the world with football, and I've had the opportunity both covering sports and as an athlete to, to go to a lot of different places. I love doing that. I love going someplace new that you've never been before and, and kind of just checking out the place. And, and uh, How many um, states? How many stages you been? See, in? now you put me on the spot. I don't know well, how to count them up. What do you think, Mike? Like, I bet yeah. you've been everywhere. Huh? Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. I, you, I bet you've been to every state and including Guam and uh, <laughs> Canada. Every every place, all the provinces in Canada and uh, Tonga. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I've been uh, to Samoa, Z- not Tonga. Yeah, New Zealand and, um, yeah, and uh, Fiji. Yeah. That's where he went on his yeah. honeymoon, Fiji. Yeah. You hear that? Yeah. Because you, you hear that horn, that that is in, an indicator that you're tooting your own horn. That's why we do that. I asked him where he's been. Yeah. That, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. You're tooting your own horn. Austin did it. What is that about? I didn't say I did it. <laughs> I asked for the information. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know the horn. Let's, but let's is, just, this is Austin doing it. Is well, that somebody yeah. from BYU made that up? Come on now. <laughs> no, we, we made it because because Gordon yeah, uh, constantly. is tooting his own yeah. horn. What? Dropping so, names. What? What? Why are you guys on Gordon for? He, he is, Thanks, I, I just showed up here, and you're already on him. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> I mean, that is, Give me a break. That's not even polite. Hey, I'm just explaining where it came from. Yeah. I, I mean, what are you just explaining the bit. He explains every day. Okay, so I'm going to take it back. I haven't been anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you're back. Yeah, we're glad good. you're back. Bowler was great, but it's nice to have you back, Jake. And there was all the debate, as you know, about whether it was a vacation or a trip. And turns out it was a tripcation. It was. There was, there was a little bit of both. I mean, it, it was uh, tripping. You're, you're constantly uh, uh, juggling kids. Which, right. I mean, I wasn't exactly having cocktails uh, the entire day. But, yeah, it was great. Good for you. Yeah, the beach is great. Right. Uh, But, yeah, it's good to be here, and uh, it's good to have a football game to talk about. Oh, indeed. Uh, Gordon and I were talking about this the other day. Sometimes talking about camp gets a little redundant, and so it's, it's nice to have football back. And it's nice to have football Fridays back. And uh, we should should we start with the game? You want to dive right in? Yeah, I would, uh, you know, coach, coach walked a- in here and he's got this legal pad that's <laughs> just covered with notes. I'm like, Coach, is that for the show? Because I didn't really, I didn't prepare anything. It's like I, I brought some snacks for everybody, but I, you know, I didn't know that we were supposed to study film and take well, a dilemma with you. It's all up it's here. All up here. Yeah, it's all up here. It's all up here. Let's get it all yeah. memorized. Is, is that one pack of Belvita crackers? Yeah, there's. There's four of them in here, though. There's four in here. Oh, one for each? Yeah, one for each of us. All right. I'll take one. (laughs) You will? You don't like them? The Belvita crackers, no, they're fine. They're fantastic. They got a lot of fiber. But I think... I'll let a lemon. I'll let a lemon eat, eat mine. Uh, but did you even get notes in the fourth quarter, Coach? Or no, or what? no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get notes. Hey, he was ordered out of the building. This is this is, this is hey, great. It's time to go yeah. home. So, family of a football coach, you know, they they don't have the same passion sometimes. So, so they said so. 
my wife says, I'm going over here, right? Yeah. And I'll meet you here. And then, so then I'm just, I'm watching the game. I'm not even worried about, you know. And so she sent the daughter, right? Yeah. And, and the daughter comes in. She says, it's time for you to go. <laughs> I said, I said, well, tell her just to wait. She's waiting. Now. Was, what, was, was it halftime? Where was the game? Was it at half? No, it was the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. And I said, okay. So, yeah. I, so you had to duck out a little bit e- e- early, <laughs> yeah. but you got the gist. I got the right? gist. You got the gist. I think we all got the gist of what Utah is this year. The You know, Brewer looked fantastic. Um and was was on target, some drop balls, and, you know, those things will, will be fixed. But the run game is strong, uh, as Tavia, usual. Tavia, oh, Coach, kid. Coach. Good. Coach is kind of shaking his head on the run game. Not impressed, Coach? No, I wasn't overly excited about the run game. Although I really love Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Number, and everybody had told me in, in practice that this kid. He's going to be the guy. Yeah, and he, he said they all and, – and, Everybody called me and said, this kid reminds me of, the, of your backs, you mm. know, Ma Fala and, and all those, and, and that whole group, Jamal Anderson, yeah. Michael Anderson, that whole group, you know. He said, this kid is just like that. Uh, those guys. 8.9 yards of carry. Well, I'll tell, tell you what, he was breaking tackles. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no hole there, but he ran right through. That number 11, the linebacker, pretty good player, but Weber, he ran right through him. And I said, ooh, this guy's for real, you know. And he... He let the, he fumbled one time over on the sideline, so maybe he's got to possess the ball a little better. But I like him one, and and probably the Bernard kid too. You Good know, receiver. He played well. Yeah. yeah. So probably those two guys, and then the other two guys are probably going to have to sit. Yeah. You know? And then what happens? We talked about this last week. The politics when you've got transfer portal guys, Ooh. guys that come in expecting to play. Man, it gets it. Uh, it well, I you know, tell you the, what, it's a it's the a, running back room well, where it, they're watching the film gets a little bit. Well, it's, you know, a t- it's a tense. tough. It's a tough thing for a kid. Yeah, you know, because you're sitting there and there's four of them in the room, mm-hmm. and eventually two of them are going to play, and eventually one's going to get eighty percent of the reps. Yeah, because you want to keep them in rhythm, and so you know, and and uh, I know that Bernard has had a really had a good good camp pleasures at a good camp you know those guys are good are good players but i i think this this big kid is is just to me just looks like looks like their answer yeah you know at running back so what did, you, you, what did you not like about excuse me gordon you sh- kind of were eh, shaking your well, head a little bit yeah because because i thought first of all i thought weber's gap control was really good yeah. playing the gaps and and I didn't think they were getting real good knockoff. So you're talking the, offensive line, so though. more about the line. Right. Yeah, Cause, cause yeah we, because we, there were, there, there's question marks there. Well, a little bit of it is because of stances, you know, because they they usually get the tackles are going from two-point stances. You don't get mm-hmm. any, you know. So a little bit of guys just, you know, uh, so you look for that hole, you know, where it's going to be automatic you know but it's it it i didn't see him getting really good knockoff at the point of attack and and really creating you know i i love brewer i thought brewer's really good you know and the kid's very smooth the tight ends are good are really good players all three of them 
you know, and having tight ends like that, which has always been a BYU trait, uh, is really a plus. And I, then the one guy, Samosi, uh, you know, I think he's a pretty good receiver. He looked like he did some good things. Um, Ennis, uh, number yeah, number Ennis, Ennis, yeah. Ennis, yeah. Ennis, yeah. And yeah. Uh, who else? Who else? Uh, well, Britton Covey. I think he had well, four Covey, Covey's, Covey's just a good player, you know, all the way around. I mean, don't don't bother punting to the kid, you know. Don't just leave him alone. <laughs> but yeah, he's an amazing player. Well, he's a, he's a and really such good. a great guy, just fun to watch. You make I like I, anytime I see him, it, I just smile. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a really good kid, really good player, and you know. And then I was real disappointed when they gave up a kickoff return. They got two guys knocked out of out of the lane, mm-hmm. and then when you when you watch them. There's only three guys chasing the the ball carrier. Yeah. Everybody else, I don't know where the rest of them yeah. are. So there's eight guys that are, that are not in the. You know, you're looking at who shows up in the film. Sure. You know, so there's three guys chasing, and where the other eight are, I got no clue. Yeah. How do you think? Uh, how do you think that went in the locker room after the lightning delay? Oh, right oh, after that play, oh, I can just imagine Kyle not, just not, getting after those guys. Not good. <laughs> not good. Because they, I mean, they just. The one dude, the L L one, yeah, he he just got he, he got knocked over into the other sideline or something, you know. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> you know. And, and I said, and I, and I looked and said, oh, that just opened up, you know. And I'm looking at him. I'm I'm sure that that uh, you know they might be looking for a replacement on the on the kickoff team. Mm. But usually you try to kick. The ball off at an angle, yeah. either in, in the, that hash or you know one of the hashes. So when the return is limited, yeah. but they they're they're kicking the ball right down the middle. Can I just say before we get too too far past this that um, Shaid is an amazing player. Yep. Who's right? that? The return, the return, the return, for the return match yep. for Weber. Yeah. In fact, that was, and I've called Fifth. a lot of Weber games. You're, you're, you, you, I see you up at Weber games, and it feels like he's been around forever because of COVID and everything yeah. that they played that spring season. But he's always been just a valuable player, both as a receiver and as a kick man. This, I think, was his sixth return for a kick return for a touchdown. Well, My question to you is. Do you see him as a Sunday guy? Can this guy play in the NFL? Will they give him a shot? Because of, you know, in spite of the fact that he plays in the big sky, to me, when I when I saw this happen, I'm like, nice. He's got some film against a D1 school, against, you know, a Pac-12 team. Because I, I really believe that, that this guy's got next-level qualities. Well, probably the, number five is probably their next-level player. The DB, the DB. Mm-hmm. he's a he's a really good player, and so I think he's pretty special. Um, I don't know the other. I know that this other kid, the kid that returned, really has speed. Yeah, you know, and that everybody in the NFL is looking for speed, and the guy has true speed. He, he's a returner, you know. Uh, it's just how valuable he's going to be at everything else is the, is the key. Yeah. So, Mac, well, I want to ask you about. Oh, I'm sorry, JT. Oh, I was just going to say. I mean, that's that's how Stevon Smith made. Uh, you know, got his foot at the door. At you the know, the f- funny thing about Stevon. So he's at, he used to call him Steve One. I remember Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, he he's at he's at uh, 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 shoot, you know the the team uh, his team. So he he calls me. 
And he's not playing any wide receiver. He's just a return yeah. guy, and he's a backup receiver. Oh, who are we talking about? The, the Panthers? Yeah, Panthers. Oh, yeah, yeah back Panthers. in the day. Back All right. In the day. Yeah. He calls his... I'm better than any of the receivers. <laughs> How come? He's asking me. He said, I'm better than any of the receivers. How come I'm not starting? I said, you're, you're in the first year. Relax. You know, he said, but I'm better than all those other guys. Why, do, why am I sitting there and just returning kicks? You know, I said, well, you know, and I can imagine he's probably. And I think Mike McCoy was a receiver mm-hmm. coach there at that time. Who played for us, yeah. right? I said, well, go talk to Coach McCoy. <laughs> yeah. He said, I don't listen to me. <laughs> I think he made the Pro Bowl as a rookie, as a returner. Yeah. I think, uh, he, I, don't quote me on that, but I think he did. He, so he only returned kicks, yeah. but he was really good at it. And the thing that Coach just said, that, that everybody is looking for speed, it doesn't matter where you're coming from, D1, um, junior, you know, junior college, they'll, they'll take anybody that, that is, you know, it got burner speed. And this guy's got that, plus he's got other qualities and, and football yeah, skills. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of Shahid, and I think that, uh, that he will play on Sundays. I walked yeah. away impressed by Weaver. Oh, Weaver's I good. mean, they, they, they play good football. Weaver, I mean, Weaver's a really good football team. Uh, you know, and in, in in all fairness to uh, to the quarterback from American Fork, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the the defensive would be the defensive right defensive end, or the left defensive on the right tackle. He was just murdering that poor right tackle. Yeah, and that and the kid, he was always scrambling to make a play, and he made plays. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he made plays yeah. on the run, and uh, and he wasn't comfortable sitting in the pocket because. He knew that, you know, either the right guard was going to get beat or the right tackle was going to get beat or the left tackle was going to get beat. And as soon as he got the snap, he's looking for an escape route to make a play. <laughs> yeah. It's not really the quarterback's fault. when, And this happens all the time against Utah. Teams can't run against them. Right. And so it ends up being dumped in the quarterback's lap. Okay, you got to make something mm-hmm. happen because – I think uh, I think Weber had like 27 yards rushing in the first three quarters or oh, something. Yeah, that's absolutely. not going yeah. to get it done. Right. And so it, here he is trying to, and he's through for 213 yards. Yeah. Was that was that that he's really talented, or was that that Utah needs to shore things up in the back end of that? Well, game? I think part of it was he made he made plays, you know, and the, and the receivers did a nice job of 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 manufacturing the routes. In other words kids scrambling so they get a good job of coming back to the ball or 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 getting to an open spot where he could get the ball to him and the quarterback did a good job of getting the ball to him and and made and he made yeah. plays you know but but the running game had, had virtually no chance because uh Weber's a, a zone you know a stretched zone team and probably run a little bit of counter, but you're not you're not going to run a stretch in the zone against them. They're too too strong up front. That's true for Pac-12 teams too, isn't it? Uh-huh. Most of them. Yeah. Uh, is, who who can run the ball effectively typically against Utah? Yeah. Well, well, we'll see because like Arizona State has two really good backs that can break tackles, two big backs that can break tackles, and their offensive line looks to be pretty decent. So we'll see, and and. USC is going to throw the ball, and they and they're going to and and they're going to run out of the spread. 
you know. So in a spread offense, you're you're going to see three runs. You're going to see a stretch, a counter, and an inside zone. That's what you're going to see, and maybe a speed option if you got a quarterback. But that's what you're that's what you're defending because when you play without a tight end, there's only so much you can do in the box. Now guys that are playing with legitimate tight end, you open it up more to you know, things you can do in the run game. But and in Washington State, same thing. Oregon is a little more power. You know, they're a little more balanced up with what they're doing because they get and they're good in the offensive line. They got big, powerful kids in the offensive line. So it depends who you who you you know who you're playing. But spread teams, I mean, you're just limited on what what you're going to run and and. And if they're if the offensive linemen are going from a two point stance all the time, you're getting no knockoff. Mm-hmm. So, so then you're just trying to shield people. So you have no idea really how good the offensive line is. When you look at uh, the offensive line for Utah mm-hmm. and protection on Brewer, um, some breakdowns uh, are these things that that seem to be problems for Utah. Yeah, well, they they Are had they a fi- fixable. I think is oh yeah, is well they I'm had they at. I think they had a A B twist game with with the linebackers in there, and they they crossed them, mm-hmm. and the guard the guard was he took a no hitter, you know. <laughs> 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 so so and there's there's a guy sitting right in his face, right. <laughs> Boom! I said, "Where's the right guard?" <laughs> oh, his eyes, his eyes are down here, and that guy's—I can see you coach what he's coaching. And that happens. The kid comes off and says, "Son, you want to play baseball?" <laughs> you don't you say just had a no hitter. Yeah, you don't say that nice. You know, something I got to ask you guys about, and when we come back, maybe. And yeah. Jake, Jake and I have been having this conversation for a long time about the run versus pass ratio, right. and. Last night, even I was shocked to see 17 passes in the first half alone for the Utes. And I know, Jake, you were taking notes on that stuff. We should have that conversation with these two very intelligent, handsome gentlemen. All right. Oh but my I, God. I am making yeah. my own case. You can't make my case for me. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. Because Jake has been absolutely protesting the fact that the Utes have said that they want – to throw the ball a little more, mm-hmm. and 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 maybe it's not that much more, but it's explosive plays, and he thinks they should run the ball seventy five percent of the time. So that's again, I don't know stage. about seventy five percent, but yeah, yeah you let can me make characterize your own my own argument. Okay, yeah, all right, all right. I Stay just tuned. need to get you guys' yeah. thoughts on this because we're at, we're at loggerheads on this. Uh, yeah. We we can't seem to bridge the gap yeah. at all. Yeah, Gordon doesn't know what he's talking about, and <laughs> I do. So we'll get to that coming up next. Uh, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West here in Salt Lake. Price is so low to blow your mind. Coach, what do you think about uh, uh, this sectional we've, uh, we're currently parked on? I like it. This uh, is, is this, I think they sold the one we had last year. Uh, yeah, we, well, we, uh, we, you know how many we sold last year? Every time we came in, Coach Mack would send out, to, this is the special. And, and people would come in and they'd buy. Uh, yeah, it they, was great. They we bought a couple of here. things right under my, yeah. I said, I said, <laughs> like, this is Coach, the one. Coach, you got to move. Yeah. Gotta move. And I like, come in and I said, where's my sectional? <laughs> oh, somebody bought it. <laughs> and I said, the nerve of those people. <laughs> well, they brought in the next one. 
That was very attractive. It That's is. a good oh, looking. This, this is yeah. really nice. Mm-hmm. See, it's got it, the. In fact, this is this got this is really modern. Yeah. Uh, well, that... it's got the fancy. It's got the the push button recline, of course. Oh, look but, at that! Uh, there goes Jake. But uh, the USB ports right there yeah. in the cup holder. Does that lift and... up? Is there a little storage underneath uh, your arm right there? Yeah, there like, sure is, sure, buddy. Sure enough, uh, Mac, yeah. you get yeah. that couch. And something tells me Vicky's going to sit down on it. You're going to sit down on it, and you're never going to be seen at the stadium again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not bad. I could I could watch a game right here. Yeah, yeah. I could yeah, this is this that. is really nice. this is the Hollywood version. Uh, there you, you know go. I mean? Yeah, upscale. Hey, yeah. so if you want Fancy. The, if you want the Hollywood version, <laughs> and, and this is this is the one. This is but it. But please don't buy it today. Buy it tomorrow. <laughs> All right, eighteen twenty-five South. Anytime after West. anytime after four. <laughs> it's the big show, ninety-seven-five and twenty. And I promise you, I'll give you money off. <laughs> this is DJ and PK. Somehow, BYU 2021 has to justify 2020. This season that they have, the angle that's going to be taken is unlike any angle that has ever been taken in our market because they have to justify this year and justify last year, even though last year is done and over with and they had the number two pick in the NFL draft, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. We're still going to hear C or BYU is going to say, C? I know what I'm going to hear. I just don't know where I'm going to hear it from. You hear the same word. Word, but the inflection of the word see, is be, yeah. see? <laughs> exactly precisely that's exactly how it's going to play out catch dj and pk mornings from 6 till 10 on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network your home for the best college football coverage in utah this is your cougars at 30 update on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network the U's kicked off their season last night with a lot to a little final against Weber State, albeit with a seven-hour lightning delay somewhere around there uh, four minutes into the game. It was a fun night for everyone. However, the BYU Cougars will start their season tomorrow in Vegas. Lopini Katoa says he's ready to go. Uh, it's, it's exciting. I'd say most of all, people are just ready to go. Um, everybody's kind of tired of beating up on each other at this point and ready just to let loose, so we're all pumped up. At Sleep Solutions, partner of the Maloof Furniture Group right here in Utah, you can schedule your own private time in the store and you'll be the only one shopping. It's amazing, but true. Learn more at sleepsolutionzzz.com. More of Football Fridays presented by Stonehaven Dental and Mountainland Supply right now on The Zone. Football Friday on the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mack, Alema Harrington. Uh, Football Friday Friday presented by Stonehaven at Stonehaven Dental. They say yes. Yes to free exam and x-rays for new patients and flexible appointments. Say yes to great dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com to schedule an appointment today. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Stop by and see us. Uh, Price is so low to blow your mind. Uh, Gordon, we're going to set up this uh, what should Utah do offensively discussion. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? 
Uh, I'm trying to think of where my advantage might be. Good luck. You go first. So everybody gets all bent out of shape that Utah needs to open up the pass game, whatever that means. Why would you do that? I'm sitting next to the man that built the brand. Why would you go against the brand? Here's what you could recruit at Utah. Monster offensive linemen and ballers at running back, Coach. We could list them off. You listed a few last segment. Ballers every year. Isn't your argument that they need to – are you saying they need to go 60-40? I'm saying, yeah, right around there. I'm saying the ratio they've had over the years is fine. It's fine. They have every every you know pass that you're throwing. You're not handing it to Ty Jordan or mm-hmm. Zach Moss or Devontae Booker or going back to you know Mafala, Juan Johnson. Uh, how far back do you want to go? These just special players. Yeah. So why uh, you can recruit running backs at Utah quarterbacks sometimes receivers mm, rarely. So why would you go – plus that offense completely complements what makes Utah go, and that's the defense. So why, why all this – let's open it up, rigmarole. Okay, okay. Counter-argument. Counter yeah, yes. Let me give my point of view. Nick Saban, we no, got it. Nobody is turning this into air raid. That's never the discussion, although that's what he always accuses me of. That's not what I'm talking about, guys. I'm talking about what Nick Saban said I think is true to some extent. If you want to reach the highest level of football, you've got to have some explosion to your offense. And and that's what he said. He said it at a coaching clinic. I watched the video. I agreed with what he said. He said that he changed his philosophy about five years ago, whenever it was, when because he used to play run the ball and play defense. And he said he couldn't keep up in order to win championships. And so he changed his attitude a little bit. I'm not sure that he went air raid, but and that's not what we're talking about here. Jake's argument against that is, well, Nick Saban can recruit the best athletes in the country so he can do whatever. But he was talking to a bunch of high school coaches and college coaches mm-hmm. who weren't uh, Alabama. So I, what I'm saying is, Find a way to be a little more explosive with your, and, and I think the best way to do that is through the pass, not overly crazy or anything, just kind of balanced, uh, and and so not that radical. So Mac, I'm not trying to tear down what you were doing back in the day. I'm just saying add there too and find a way to be proficient in all facets of the game, and. Make the defense cover all quadrants of the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that's basically our argument. Where are you guys? You well, want to go first, Coach? I, I, well, I'm, I like balance in the pass and run game. And uh, I think that if you have a good run game, obviously it sets up your passing game. And so, therefore. And vice versa, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you kind of, you know, I think you balance it up. Force you force people to uh, into coverage things, you know, and then you open up the box. So let's say, you know, you're throwing the ball pretty good. All of a sudden they're going nickel and they go to dime defense. Oh, then the box is wide open. So you, so what you do is you you count the numbers and you look at the advantage. If there's if there's five in the box, the numbers favor the running game. If there if there's six in the box, then then the coverage dictates you, 
that you should have openings in the throw game. So what you do is you just you can determine in the pros they they the numbers game is huge. How many people do you have here? How many people do you have here? Determines of what they're doing. This is it's the same thing in the college game. You force people into certain coverages and a certain in a certain in a numbers game, and then if you've got a good run game, then you dictate basically from an offensive standpoint of what you want to do by by the numbers and where their weakness is and where your strength is. So uh, obviously Utah wanted to throw the ball a lot, and that's kind of what they want to do because they've obviously and and a couple of coordinators that they've hired. They hired them because they were throwing coaches. You know, the the spread guy they mm-hmm. hired that came from Sacramento. Okay, even Norm Chow. Yeah, right. Well, well Norm Chow's Norm, a Norm. He guy. just ran. He, yeah, he had he to switch because he ball. didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, he ran the ball the whole time. So, so yeah, you just you just you take a look and you say, okay, and you know, so if you're a spread guy, you only the quarterback only has to read half the field, and just and if it's an RPO guy or RPI, you know. Like Arizona had, where where you don't know whether they're throwing it or running it. So everybody's it depends what the quarterback sees, you know. So it's just uh, they're pretty good at disguising those defenses in the NFL too, aren't they? Man? Wow, sure they are, sure they are. Yeah, but moving people around and making it tougher for the quarterback to to log in. But the the real veteran good quarterbacks, you you can see them at the line of scrimmage and. And they know exactly what they're seeing, regardless of what. And you notice that they're they're saying they always look and see where the Mike linebacker is, and where's the safety lined up, which indicate man or zone. And everybody's, you take a look and you take a look at the numbers and where the numbers favor you. I think we can all remember when that started to be a thing, where the quarterback would come to the line of scrimmage and point at the Mike linebacker. Right, yeah. and and indicate for everybody. Okay, here's where the Mike and, linebacker and he's, is. And he's right. calling the protection. Too. They weren't doing that when when I was playing. So back in the '80s, early '90s, they they started doing that. I think late '90s and into the 2000s, where the quarterback would come up and let everybody know, or sometimes the center, the center will come up and he'll look and he'll find the Mike backer and point to everybody, let them know where the Mike linebacker is. On this whole discussion, I like what you're saying, Gordon, because I I, I like a balanced offense, but the the balance in my opinion, is built by the run game. Because if you if you can't run, and you hear Coach Witt say, if you can't run, then you never get a chance to pass. Like, it doesn't matter whether or not you can pass. If you can't run the ball and establish the line of scrimmage. So I've always been a, of the opinion, establish the run game, and then play action pass. But you've got to be able to stretch the field defensively to keep the defense honest so that there are situations where you can run the ball when they don't have enough, if they've just got five in the box. And then, you know, if you have a good – this is the difference between good quarterbacks and great quarterbacks. The great quarterbacks can come up to the line of scrimmage, see the pre-snap read, and recognize the disguise that the defense is throwing at them and make the call. So I like more balance. I like to see, you know, coaches, whenever I talk to them, and I'll be going up to do a high school game uh, today, and I always ask the coach, okay, what's your, you know, run-pass ratio? And everybody's like, well, we want to be balanced. Everybody says, well, we want to be balanced. And, of course, the defense is trying to, like Utah did against Weber State, make them one-dimensional. They can't run, so you know that they have to pass, 
and then you you are set up for that. The defense knows, okay, they're going to pass on this down or every down. And so you have the advantage. But everybody's looking for balance. In the end, a good defense dictates what the offense is going to do. But vice versa, a good offense can dictate what the defense is going to do. And for Utah, who is, what did they throw, 17 passes in the first quarter? First half. First half. First half? Yeah. 17 passes in the first half. But if you look at the overall numbers, was that balance? How much did they it's pass? 27, 27. passes you know, and I think so 31 they, rushes. They had 10 more passes in, in the second half. Granted, you know, they're, they're, they got the lead, grinding the clock, all of those things come into play. Um, I'd like to see Utah pass a little bit more. But you gotta have you gotta have stretch the field speed. You gotta have somebody that can beat a, a cornerback in the line of scrimmage and down the field, or that has so much speed that it doesn't matter if he's you know in coverage, the guy's not gonna cover him. What's your reaction to all this? Well, they, it sounds like they both agree with me, and and yeah, I mean one one of us, uh, meaning you, Gordon, wants to take the ball out of Chris Mafala's hands, and and one of us doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Chris Mafala can still get his twenty touches, you know, yeah. and you pass the ball. Yeah, see this, and that's exactly right, Mac. You mentioned it. If you, I really believe that if you're having an effective pass game then your great running back is going to get just as much yardage, maybe more, than if you can't pass and you're depending on him every time. Student body left, student body See, right. You have this that- fictional, uh, he'd actually get more yards. And I can point to the record books at 1,000-yard rusher after 1,000-yard rusher and go, hmm, yeah, but maybe how many, something yeah, is yeah, working but, Yeah, here. but in the Pac-12, how many championships have the youths won? How many has Arizona won? How well, many has Oregon State that's won? That's their problem. That's not who we're talking about. Huh? I, I'm uh, saying in uh, Utah's been really good. I mean, I, I'll say that. But in order for them to win the Pac-12, in my opinion, they need to be a little more versatile. Not not what you're how, claiming that I'm saying. Where oh, forget about the run, just throw it. That's not what how I'm many, saying. How many how uh, many uh, conference title games did your hero Mike Leach play in? Yeah, he's not my hero. Saying, I'm not talking saying. about the air raid. <laughs> hey, so I got hey, a question. How did, how did Mike question. Leach get out of this? Oh, is, no, him. no, no. He's You're in love with Mike no. Leach? I loves said, him. no. The only time I said I like Mike Leach is when he was describing what a quarterback has to be able to do. You're the one that keeps bringing Mike Leach up, not me. Do you have, do you have a list of the Pac-12 champions over the last 10 years? Oh, I could find yeah. it, I'm sure. Because I, 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 I'm thinking if we look at that list, then what, Gordon, you're – proclaiming is i get they're great they have thousand yards rusher rushers but when's the last time they they won ever right a, a pac-12 champion hasn't happened okay so let's look at the pac-12 champions champions over the years last 10 years and let's see and, you know if it was stanford usc where they are passing you know typically those two teams will pass the ball um not, not that they don't have good running backs but usc is is a place where you know you're going to get a good running game, great fullback, great tailback, but they're winning championships with a Sarkeesian offense, right? They're going to pass the ball. Well, see, he has a great problem with what Clay Hilton is doing oh, at USC. Yeah, yeah. He hates the air raid, 
And and I'm not even suggesting the air raid. How many times am I got to say this? Okay, <laughs> Sonny Dykes. I'm not. It's a, whatever you that's say. That's not what I'm saying. You're going to make Matt get up and leave if you keep talking about the air raid. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about balance. <laughs> I should move this, by the way. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Air raid. <laughs> What is this? He's full of it. Uh, do, you, do you want me yes, to go through the champions? champions. Uh, 2011, uh, Oregon over UCLA. Okay. Oregon was running the ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 2012, Stanford over UCLA. Okay. Running the ball big time. Yeah, but passing the ball. But running uh, the ball. Running. Had, uh, were They've they always pass, been a were run they, team. Were they passing more than Utah passes? <laughs> oh, I doubt it. We don't know that. I don't know. Uh, next year, Stanford over Arizona State. Okay. 2014, Oregon over uh, Arizona. Okay. 2015, Stanford over USC. Okay. Uh, 2016, Washington over Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2017, USC beat Stanford. 2018, Washington over Utah. Uh, 2019, Oregon over Utah. And then last you're, year, Oregon you're gonna over USC. You're going to have a real hard time, Jake, arguing that those teams that won a Pac-12 championship the ones that you just listed, there's only, what, three different teams? Uh, four, because Washington was in there, Oregon, Washington, USC, and Stanford, right? Those four yeah. teams. You're going to have a hard time arguing that those four teams are pass the ball um, less than Utah, or run the ball more than Utah. But they find what works for them, and those are all run teams that we just. Oregon. But, no, everybody but, talks oh, about but, Oregon. Oregon but, uh, how is many, a run I, team. That Oregon yes, team. I was at that game, that championship game. I covered it. Or uh, Herbert was chucking the ball all over the yard. Okay. They. What about the previous Oregon Ducks teams that won? Run well, teams. Uh, it run it teams. kind of evolved over time. I will. I'll, I'll was, grant was you. Was part of? One of those? They were a run team, too. And Mario, that's what part of what made him Mario so great. Mario didn't win the Heisman because his team ran. He ran a lot, too. Well, he did He, he did run, but he didn't get drafted in the NFL because Am I talking to ran. the only no, no. former wait, wait, running back on wait, the planet wait, that on, doesn't man. want the ball on, more? Man. I'm not saying. Mac, I'm the, saying you, 20 touches. Is, you guys are worrying me out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mac, Mac, give your okay, Mac, Mac. A minimum of 20 touches. <laughs> And, but that still still leaves a, a you're the you're the head coach and these are a bunch of assistants I just fired two of them <laughs> <laughs> we probably deserved it you pack, oh, pack your lunch lemon get out uh, <laughs> we'll get to more coming up I, I'm really curious to get both of your thoughts on what's going on with BYU and the big 12 because yes. we've got more adv- uh, more news on that story uh, that came out today so we'll get to all that straight ahead we're live at the warehouse 1825 I, South 300 Jake, West Jake deflected <laughs> that I did 97.5 and 12 <laughs> I'd agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The new look Aggies hit the road to take on Washington State to kick off the Blake Anderson era in Logan. Catch all the play by play action beginning with the pregame show at 8. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
The Utah Utes are 1-0 on the season after surviving the Weber State Wildcats opening uh, kickoff return. Well, close to the opening of the game, Rashid Shaheed with his sixth of his career. That was one of the problems that Cal Whittingham had on his laundry list of issues get better. I mean, I had a bunch of sh- stuff I wrote down here. I got tired of writing it, but the first quarter, he let, let a kickoff return out for a touchdown. We drop a touchdown pass. We, we have to burn a timeout on a field goal. There's about one, uh, 10 guys out there. We got 10 guys on offense for the play that uh, Yasmin ran the reverse. Uh, we dropped two more balls and we miss a PAT. After a delay of game, we got to be more clock aware. So there, We got a whole laundry list of stuff to work on for this week. It'll keep us busy. As players and coaches, we got to be better next week. Your Utes at 50 update brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit SoundSleepMedical.com. Friday on the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mack, Alema Harrington, brought to you by Mountain Land Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainlandsupply.com. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll uh, blow your mind. We'll get a, a, a scouting report from Alema on the warehouse uh, coming up here in a moment. We'll uh, we'll carry over the BYU conversation for the top three o'clock hour. Yeah. Uh, eager to to get both of your take on that. But what do you think about the Aggies opening up their season with uh, with Washington? Well, the Aggies are a little bit of a mystery to me because they've got a lot of portal guys. Okay, and so I'm just not I'm not sure of what they have you know i mean i'm i'm excited to watch them play and i think that that a lot of the offensive linemen are are back i think stayed there and i think they brought some guys on reporter on the defensive front i just don't know how how good they're going to be and i don't i don't know who the quarterback is i don't know i just don't know a lot about you know, because I knew Gary's team really well, right? But I don't, I don't know this group and and what changes, what changes they made. Um, the guy up at up Washington State, he's got himself in trouble with, you know, the not taking his vaccination, and then he's getting sued by one of the players that he kicked off the team. So I don't know exactly what's going on with Rolo right now. You know, so he's got, he's got some. He's got some problems, so it'd be a good idea if he won big. It'd be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Talking about Rolovich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Utah State. I'm, I'm with you. I think everybody is kind of uh, has a question mark by Utah State. Yeah. Um, Scotty G is probably as tuned in as anybody uh, on that team. But listening to, to Coach Anderson talk about his team and coming in and taking over and kind of the, the mentality and mindset that's necessary to um, to build a team with a lot of portal guys, and you're going to have to do some of that. Um, what I hope to see from Utah State is, is that they continue or maintain the, the commitment to recruiting in-state kids. Well, you know, who knows? You know, 
they have on their coaching staff, of course, you know, they got TJ. Yeah. TJ's there, Tellum Bavel, and the other, and, you know, a couple of the holdover guys. And so they got some guys with, with local ties that understand. And they, they have offered some kids in the state of Utah. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll just see where, where it all goes. You know, sometimes because somebody comes from a certain part of the country, they, they're going to go back there and get, you know, the third-rated player yeah. out of, out of where, they, where they feel comfortable recruiting. And so, uh, and then what you do is you load your roster up with a bunch of people that can't play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you're not there very long because well, yeah, you're, we know that, that uh, college football is anything. It's, it's, it's impatient. Yeah. Right? Uh, they want success immediately, especially uh, having had success in the, the pretty recent past that you've got to get back to that point where you're competing at that level. And I think that there's there's a you know, a road like Aggie fans may have gotten accustomed to winning, and then you know once you start you take a step back, and fans are impatient too. Well, so what what happened there? Gary set that whole program yeah. up, and then Wells kind of inherited it and was able to continue on with it, and and then. And then when he left, they brought Gary back, and you know it's still a mystery to me of what what happened with that whole deal. You know that's like that's like a, taking a dart and throwing it someplace to see where it lands. And then and I think that the, the I think the AD had a relationship with this mm-hmm. coach before, and um, so it was more in his comfort zone to to hire this guy, and. Um, so we'll see how he does, you know. I mean, that's the bottom line. It's it's a tough business anywhere you look at it. And, and everything is based on how well you recruit. Yeah. And areas of the country you know to recruit where you can get the players that have some affiliation to, to Utah State and understand, okay, this is really a good school, you know. And, and not where that's the only offer I have, so I'll go to Utah State. So it becomes a real uh, competitive market. And, and, and you got to, I think, to be successful, particularly a place like Weber, Utah State, you got to understand what you have in your own state. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of good players here. And, and you got to understand kids going on mission. And you got to make sure that you understand what the what the kids' parents' beliefs are, and, and that and that you take all these things into effect because that's how you build your numbers, that's how you build your locker room, you know, that's how you build what you're doing. So you got to do it systematically. I mean, Jay completely understands it, yeah. and he completely understands how to do it. Gary completely understood it. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle completely understands it. Now, this guy from Arkansas State. I don't know. We'll see. 
You know, when I th- I really like what you said there, Mac, because everybody's got a plan, right? But you got to have the right plan that yeah. fits that particular school in this particular state. So some guys get that and some don't. Yeah. You're right. Gary yeah. Anderson had that. He had that complete plan in mind when he went up there. Exactly. And it was no shock to anybody that he succeeded there. Right. So, I mean, that, that's the way it works. Two things, though, with Utah State right now, and Jake and I have talked a little bit about it. One is that uh, this new coach, he wants to run that spread offense. Okay. So what I'd like to know from – and a couple other things. He can't, couldn't recruit uh, right away, so he got a bunch of transfers, right? Right. He took a lot of guys off the portal. So he's going to put that spread offense on the field, and he's going to fill in a bunch of roles with a bunch of new guys. And uh, at the only other thing that comes to mind is Utah State has to – find a way to stop the run because last year they got run over oh yeah they, they and what were. a helpless feeling that must be oh boy it's, <laughs> i tell you what if you can't defend you know you're out there you're you're paralyzed you know because you got no way to stop somebody and then you got to start making stuff up to to keep your team on you know take time of possession take it away from that offense and the spread offense, for instance, you're gonna if if you're not operating at a high efficiency, it's a lot of three and outs, and then all of a sudden three and outs you give mm-hmm. you give the other you give the other team a lot of opportunities. Or if you're really good at it, you score too fast, and then <laughs> you know, and then then your defense is on the field and they get worn out. And they had they had really success with the spread offense. You know when when Wells was there, with with the, the quarter, love. You know, yeah, with love, and and they kind of they kind of lived through it, you know, because if you remember the first year, that love was started, they were they were, you know, just okay, but the second year when they got a couple of re, couple of three really good receivers, and love been in the system for a year, and the coordinator been in the system for two years. You know they were operating at a pretty high, and they were fun to watch because they had a lot of guys that could make that thing work. So it just doesn't happen overnight. But the trigger guy has to be really good. Yeah, and you you better have guys on the outside that that can that can play in space and that can run and and create. And that's changed the whole face of defensive play now, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was changed. Everyone's gone to uh, either a three-five-five or a, what, a, a four-two-five or something to you know, stack that defensive. Right? Yeah, so the linebackers are now like six-one, two hundred and fifteen-pound guys. Right. And, yeah, because the guys that can run can cover, because it becomes more of a of a coverage game, and you already know. What the run game's going to be? There's like four plays you're going to see, and you got to defend the four plays, and then your linemen become less aggressive because a lot of times they're in two point stances. So, so you can't, you don't really come off the ball and create creases. So, you know, it, it, it's it's a whole different concept of game, and that's why you know SC's always had really good running backs. They go to the spread, and they still got the real good running backs, but they're not going anywhere mm-hmm. because there's no holes to run into, you know, because they're they're sitting in a spread. Sometimes they'll play a tight end to a tight wing, but they're always trying to find a way to run the ball better. But the, basically, you're a little bit limited 
in in that offense to how well you're going to be able to run the ball. But you win a Pac-12 championship. I'm just saying, right? To, to thank you for making that point. That that you know because of the balance, probably 60-40 pass run. You know that the uh, the championship. But good point, Coach. Good. Thank you for bringing that back up. <laughs> All right. We'll get what, are we, what are we going to we going to get on you, Jake? Uh, no, hey, bring it on. Uh, you know, it's, it's good being right. Uh, 1825 South, 300 West. We're here at the warehouse. Just saw Clayton. Yeah. Uh, but he's got his uh, We Heart Tom shirt uh, yes. on. We're going to talk to Clayton about hey, that. Hey, so tell me what uh, – How's Tony Fennell doing today in the t- Ooh, tournament? That's a good well, question. We'll have to we'll have we'll, I'll look that. it up now. He starts at a minus eight. Yeah. Right? That's uh, right. Oh, yeah, he does for the FedEx Cup. Lemma, you were uh, – give um, us a little scouting report. See, you were wandering around. This is what I like around. to do when we're here at the warehouse. Uh, we love being here. But uh, we always do our show here in the front showroom. There is a back showroom, so people may not be aware of that. So I used like always take the first commercial break to go and do a scouting report and see what's back there because there's stuff back there that I can come back to Clayton and say, hey, man, I see the thing is back there. You know, what kind of deal can you give me on that? So if you're looking for dining room tables, ah. you're not going to find them here in the front showroom. This is where we display the sectionals and the beds, but the dining room sets are in that back showroom along with the dressers and you know other the armoires if you know if the you want armoires, armoir, I like the, right uh, coach the armoires oh the my armoir. God. Hey, but go those again. are all back there and you think that you got great prices and discounts here in the front showroom wait till you see the back showroom because that'll make you go boom there it is. Well, there's a boom bed right yeah. over here this Hollywood one <laughs> 640 goes for 399. Yeah. Boom. Boom. There you go. All right, we'll have more big show. It's Football Friday next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. This story is crazy about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting up on that bull naked. What bull is it? Is it the one that's by the Estes Center? Isn't that bull like bucking? I'm just wondering how five nude men could fit on that. <laughs> it's a big bull. Five nude men could fit on uh, that? Five smaller men, yeah, probably <laughs> can make that work. There you go. That's the size of the thing right there. Okay, it's not bucking. You could probably fit upwards of ten naked men on that. So in order for you to be the ultimate Aggie, you have to be naked? Yes. I did not know that this was a thing. See, I would think if you were going to be an ultimate Aggie, that it needs to be solo. Because these five were not solo. And that's where a lot of guys up at Utah State like, hey, let's maybe dial that down a little bit. <laughs> Easy. One ultimate Aggie at a time. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.